can the EU achieve digital sovereignty? Regulating the chaotic digital world is a tough job, but the European Union has got to do it. With their solid political capital and advanced legislative tools, the EU institutions are today at the forefront of the global campaign to rein in big tech and take on the influential companies that have come to dominate the digital world. But will this be enough to achieve digital sovereignty? Democracy. 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 Für ein starkes Europa der Kulturen und Regionen, welches nicht European Democracy Lab podcast from the Institute of European Democrats. Before we can answer this sovereignty question, we should first define the term for the digital landscape. The very term sovereignty may sound inappropriate in the digital world, which is inherently transnational. How can any actor claim sovereignty in such a liquid and interconnected environment? But digital sovereignty is precisely what Professor Daniel Iner Ariti says the EU should strive for. Based at the School of Transnational Governance at the European University Institute, Professor Iner Ariti says in his recent paper, written for the Institute of European Democrats, that we should embrace an innovative idea of sovereignty. A digitally sovereign EU will move beyond the borders of the EU and project itself as a global standard setter. What is to be meant by such a strange expression as digital sovereignty, when the very nature of Europe and the digital world seems to respond to a post-territorial logic? The sovereignty we aim for has little to do with its classical meaning linked to the modern state and formulated as an exclusive claim of the European Union. The interpretation I suggest is to consider sovereignty as the ability to maintain one's own model in competition with others, to achieve both competitiveness and normative principles. The relevance of the idea of European digital sovereignty lies in the fact that it could go beyond the borders of the Union and affect both foreign companies operating within the Union and, in a way, each citizen of the world. This concept of sovereignty would project a European digital model into a global environment that big tech cannot ignore. But this begs the question of whether Europe has a digital model it can push. According to Daniel Iner Ariti, the answer is yes, and it's a model fused together with the protection of democratic values. The European Commission and the Council of Europe have been promoting an idea of digitalization that is at the same time democratic, socially responsible and based on people's rights. According to their different documents, technology in Europe is seen as an opportunity for the improvement of society, which should not only be efficient, but also respectful of human rights and democracy. 
To project a digital model grounded in the principles of human rights and democracy, the EU will need to engage the major actors in this field, including the likes of Google, Facebook and others. But where should the engagement begin? What concrete steps can the EU take? For Sandro Godzi, member of the European Parliament for Renew Europe and Secretary General of the European Democratic Party, the EU should start with transparency. Tech giants collect and manage huge amounts of sensitive private data and must therefore be held accountable for how this data is used. In his view, the first objective of any regulatory effort must be to force big tech to meet transparency standards. The European Commission and we in the European Parliament, we are making a great effort to finally introduce an effective regulation in the digital world, both on services and markets. We have to insist with a, plat- with a very large online platform, especially such as Facebook, but not only, to change the business model. And that is the major challenge. Change the business model goes uh, best also through stronger transparency of the algorithm and access of uh, authorized uh, people, be they a member of uh, the public uh, regulatory authorities, be they university researcher, uh, access to the algorithms, access to the way they function. Sandro Godzi acknowledges that this task is daunting for legislators as new technologies are being developed and upgraded at a hectic speed. In this field, law tends to become obsolete after only a few years. Sandro Godzi. A new regulation is absolutely necessary because uh, basically the last uh, rules that we have adopted concerning the digital issues, uh, for example, the e-commerce directive were adopted uh, two centuries ago because uh, to have rules which were adopted uh, 20 years ago for the digital uh, revolution, it's like to have adopted rules two centuries ago. Technological innovation is so fast that uh, rules can become obsolete very fast too. Adapting and updating the regulatory framework would be a first step, but according to Godzi, would not be enough. Investment in human capital and the allocation of funds are equally important. There is only one thing that we have to do better, in my view. We have since the very beginning to provide the necessary human and financial resources because we can have the best strategy in the world, the best rule in the world, but if we don't provide human and financial resources at European national level to ensure the full implementation of this strategy, we won't meet our goals. Projecting a European digital model grounded in democratic values and human rights principles could, with the proper investment, be a path for the EU to claim some sovereignty in this digital sphere. But according to Daniel Piner Ariti, there are geopolitical implications as well. Behind the flag waved in geostrategic battles, there are divergent conceptual models. China, the United States, Russia and the European Union are now in competition for different models of digitalization, a battle in which the shape of global markets and regulation is at stake. Conceptions of privacy, human rights, the economics of platforms and the relationship between markets, states and societies are at stake as well. 
And the current trade conflicts, for example, between Europe, China and the United States, go beyond purely economic issue. That's my thesis. Sandro Godzi agrees and is confident that the EU can find a balance between these opposing and potentially damaging positions. We really have the possibility to develop a European model which is a different alternative to the American model where so far at least everything has been delegated to the decision of the private uh, digital gent and also to the Chinese model where the state control everything and everybody. The European model that we can build based especially on a new approach to the digital market and new approach to digital services can really put uh, Europe at the forefront of a new global regulatory effort that we must make because our ambition is to be effective in the regulation in our European market, but also to try to propose a new approach to our global partners around the world. For Daniel Iner Ariti, the EU has some assets it can capitalize on. In the cases where we don't have the strong technology, Since we don't have strong powers, the technology, I think the only solution we have is to shift the global competition in the battlefields of areas of competence, reputation and regulation. This is the only competitive advantage we have over others. Let's take the issue of data protection as an example. A strict measure originally intended for the European economic space with the regulation we have has already been taken as a model in other legislations, has been adopted by non-European companies and has therefore ended up in a certain paradoxical way, protecting the privacy of many citizens outside Europe. The reason for this curious protection is that American or Chinese companies do not want to leave the European market. This is a curious case of the externalization of Europe or the Brussels effect. Through triggering the Brussels effect and providing alternative rules for the digital world, the EU can achieve considerable leverage with the tech giants and carve out a new sovereign space. The EU creates an alternative to the US model driven by private actors and the Chinese state control model. Perhaps this EU sovereign space in the digital universe could become a very attractive place to be. If you would like to learn more on the EU's action to achieve digital sovereignty, read the paper European Digital Sovereignty by Professor Daniel Iner Ariti on IED's website www.iedonline.eu. The European Democracy Lab podcast is a series by the Institute of European Democrats, a think tank and political foundation financed by the European Parliament. You can find more about this podcast and learn about our activities on the website www.iedonline.eu.